0: the only podcast that's all play and no work. Here's Bombers!
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Bombers Podcast. I am bomber number five uh wait I, I forgot my name anthony aka Deg. <laughs> how sad it's a day uh and I'll, it's a day it's a day i don't like that one now let's move on from that also with me is <laughs> bomber number three zyber aka zyber how you doing
0: hello my name is zyber i tell everyone i know that yes
1: yeah, it's because i just told you that's why you know it. No. no. Did you know it beforehand? Maybe. Lucky you. Also, we have special guest no one this week.
0: <laughs> Nobody is here to join us all the way from the Odyssey. Yep,
1: I was just thinking that. Nobody. We should have said it first. I didn't. That's the end of that story. I, I didn't.
0: <laughs> Here's to you high school freshmen. Hopefully you know what we're talking about. Oh, they know.
1: Also, like, our specific audience, I think, is pretty geared to knowing what the odyssey is. The odyssey. The odyssey. Abe's
0: odyssey. The audacity of this odyssey. Munch's
1: odyssey? What's the Oddworld game? It's Oddworld, Abe's Exodus, and Munch's odyssey, or Abe's odyssey and Munch's ex... You know what I'm talking about the Oddworld series of You're speaking land to me. You've never you've never heard of the Oddworld? They came out what was it, Oddworld Soul World or something that came out recently on like PS4? I mean not that recently. I'm just rambling to myself at this point, aren't I? Yep. Yep. Cool. Well I'll just keep listening though, and nod my head. Yeah, that's what you have been doing, I noticed. Um I don't know. What are we doing with this episode, Zyra? What's happening right now? This is crazy.
0: Well, there's something about a pickle of a peanut shoved up
1: it. Oh, jeez. That's... I need an adult. You are an adult. No. No, I am not. Oh, uh, well. That makes <laughs> things awkward. No, um, you are correct, actually. I, I do have a Drinks and Foods for us today. Um, I have... Picked up here from Trader Joe's. It is called Peanuts in a Pickle, which is dill pickled flavored Virginia peanuts. Uh, shall I read the back of the bag or just dive into this bad boy? Do both at the same time. Contrary to convention, the question here is, how do I get into this... How? This is very hard to read while it's moving in front of me, while I'm how opening it. How do I it. get into this bag? How do I get into this pickle? Most flavored nuts are coated with powder. These perfection-pursuing... This is very hard to do. There, I've opened it. These perfection-pursuing peanuts are infused with the flavor of dill pickles. So while they look like ordinary peanuts, they're imbued with extraordinary flavor. Richly flavored Ugh. Virginia peanuts with no powder on your fingers? Why not grab a bag and get yourself into a pickle? Uh, contains peanuts may contain traces of almond. I have questions about why your peanuts have almond. The same factory. Yeah, and I... I I'm just supposed to roll with the joke here. Uh, ingredients. Peanuts, salt, distilled white vinegar, dill pickle seasoning, salt, dried garlic, calcium chloride, tapioca dextrose, corn melt dextrose, dill seeds, spices, bay leaves, caraway seed, mustard seed, natural flavors, paprika, oleoresin for color.
0: Like I say, I'm a lot more disappointed now to find out that it's just dill pickled flavored peanuts and not actually peanuts shoved up a pickle.
1: Well. <clears throat> kind of smells like... Dill peanuts, which I'm sure surprises no one. Either way, it's going to be disgusting. No, it's not so. a bad smell, actually. Mm, maybe to you. Here, grab a, grab a screenshot of that for our no uh, oh, for our f- said that friends. before. I said it just now. Uh, grab a screenshot. Like I said, it doesn't smell too bad. I'm actually not scared or offended by this, so let's give it a taste here. I hope you grabbed it because I'm eating these now. All right. Uh, I'll pull a handful out. They do, so they don't look exact, they are correct, there's no powder on these, but they don't look exactly like straight up peanuts. There, there are, are they like oily? or? No, they're dry. But there are like little flecks of dill on the peanut itself. So I'm going to grab a handful here and just shove it in my mouth and chew on it. Wow. Well. <laughs> yeah? All right, there's a lot of peanut in my mouth. I'm right, chew it. All right. I honestly, it's not bad. I would like more pickle. More dill pickle. Like. That is an interesting take. Yeah, because, well, I mean, if you're going to go for something weird, lean in, right? But this is mostly just tastes like peanuts. Kind of, honestly, unsalted peanuts, which is never my first choice. Um, there's like a vague dill flavor to it and it has a little bit of a vinegary aftertaste but it mostly just tastes like boiled peanuts basically like i i i wanted a stronger flavor out of them and it's not there yeah yeah hmm. yeah Seeing that they've made
0: potato chips with stronger pickle flavor than these peanuts. yeah the,
1: the dill potato chips the dill Pivot potato chips are superior to these peanuts, um, is my final take. Uh, I give it a three out of five, maybe. Because I mean, like, it's edible, but it's not anything special.
0: It's amazing that that's what three out of five is. I would, it's like, is two out of five when it starts not being edible? Well,
1: I was debating two out of five, but I figured, like, I'm still going to eat them. Um, it's not, they're not gross. They're not a one out of five. And they're not like a two out of five like that Skittles drink that I begrudgingly finished anyway. These, are, th- yeah, I'm like... not going to begrudgingly finish these. I'm going to finish them.
0: Okay, so it's not just because you paid money that you're going to finish yeah. these.
1: That's that's to me that's a three out of five you know one is this is gross and i don't want it two is like well i spent money on it i might as well eat it three is like eh, they're fine four is like okay this is pretty good and five is like oh my goodness i'm gonna go buy more right now you know little little sneak at the mind of of my drinks and food uh uh rating system there for you zyber and for you audience all right and then he takes it down with a glass of water. Yeah, the nice water that Scrooge sent in, I'm still hydrating with, you know. Nice. Well,
0: that is drinks and food. Yep. I guess I'll get on to everyone's favorite part of the episode, bombastic News, where Zyber says the news that is bombtastic. As usual, we have a website, this is bombers.com, I think. Yes. Pretty sure it's, it's still this that. This is bombers.com. This is bombers.com, where you can see all of the stuff that you need to see about us, the podcast, our Twitch streams, our YouTube, our email if you wanna want to contact us or send us fun things. Yep. Fun stuff. Uh, Discord, link in the description below also where you can enjoy our uh talks. 24-7. Yeah, because I practically <laughs> cause I don't sleep, because I have
1: insomnia. <laughs> and because we're yeah.
0: worldwide. Yeah. yeah, we are. We are worldly podcasters here. Uh, and yeah, we do have a Twitch, this is Bombers, where you can watch us play video games like t- three or s- four times a Something week, like depending on the week. Uh, every Thursday, after we're done recording our episodes, we do a community night where we play games... And interact with our community. You should join. You should join. And finally, if you want to give us money, you can become a friend, best friend, acquaintance, executive bomb et etc. At our Patreon. That's it. Those
1: are the there are four of them. You nailed them. Etc. Definitely become our etc. Please. Uh,
0: yes, we like our etc. <laughs> uh, you'll get some benefits, including being able to get double votes on what game we should play on Community Nights. You have a OnlyFriends channel on the Discord where we post pictures of us doing the podcast and pets and such. It's fun stuff. Uh, Shout-outs to our current best friends, Anne and Rob, and our friends, Haley, Aaron, Reaper, and our acquaintances. Thank you for your support. Thank
1: you very much. We appreciate you. Couldn't do... Couldn't, couldn't... Couldn't do this nearly as easily without the help of our friends. I get, nope. I get by with a little help from, from my friends, you know, Zymer. That's what I do. Um, speaking of getting by, we're probably just going to be getting by for this week on the upcoming releases, because there's really not a lot to talk about. I was scraping the bottom of the barrel putting this together during the pre-show. Um this is still technically one more game than last week i, I think maybe two, I I think. Know, i've already erased last week from my mind as we stopped recording and i immediately turned off uh yeah, that's, that's how it, how it works. works so upcoming releases tomorrow september 13th tuesday there is an scp game coming out scp secret files releasing on pc on the on steam um SCP the secure contain protect it's like all that creepy pasta internet stuff, um, which probably is a little bit up your alley there, Zyber, Being a little bit more of a spoop spoopy game.
0: Oh yeah, it was great when I learned about SCPs and was just reading through them. There are a lot of funny ones, and I would try to tell my friend about them. He's just all like, "Dude, this is actually scaring <laughs> me," and I'm just all like,
1: "How?" Huh? <laughs> a- SCP's interesting. Some of it's like a little bit like. Creepy. I wouldn't call it scary. It's just, the creative writing element of the SCP stuff is what really blows me away. That they've created this whole universe with all these fun little things. Like it's a great resource to go to if you're trying to make like a monster of the week type of uh, oh, yeah. RPG uh, encounter or anything like that. I know one that
0: sticks in my mind is uh, an SCP where it can infect beds that's near and it's that if you have like your toes not underneath <laughs> the covers then it'll it will just pick at your feet until it's all gone that's it you can't move or That anything. is
1: admittedly kind of terrifying on a concept yeah, oh it, that one is
0: actually terrifying i don't like that <laughs> it's like one the like uh experiments they did was having an infected sleeping bag and then they just reported that never do that again, never do that again. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't explain what oh happened Oh boy,
1: i don't love it um this is you know there's been a bunch of other scp games that have come out here and there because the fun thing about scp is i don't believe i believe it's all public domain stuff since it's part of the uh, creative commons share and share alike. so basically anyone can do what they want with mm-hmm. it so there's been a lot of cool projects that have come out this one seems, at least from the, the screenshots in the trailer, seems like it has a little bit of extra production value compared to a lot of the other ones that have been released in the past. So if you're into that kind of uh, spooky type stuff, definitely worth looking at. Then then the next yep. day, September 14th, Wednesday, for the Sexbox, Xbox One, and PC, we are getting You Suck at Parking, which... It's a goofball's little. I I hesitate to call it a racing game. It's kind of a racing game, more <laughs> like a driving game, puzzle game type of thing.
0: This this is pretty crazy looking. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'd I would say it's a puzzle game. I mean
1: they they call it a. Uh, <clears throat> you suck at parking is the only racing game where the goal is to stop eventually. Drive, drift, and park in this simple and accessible yet challenging game where parking is more important than your driving skills. Collect cars, learn new mechanics, challenge the world, and customize your ride in this ever-evolving parking simulator. Uh, it's, it's like a top-down isometric, uh, like the old um, RC Racer type of look with a bunch of different levels that you have to drive through to get to your parking space, basically, apparently. Uh, <laughs> looks entertaining. Could be fun to check out. I feel like it could definitely cause a lot of frustration. Well, yeah, it's uh, being a pseudo-puzzle game. For sure. Um, Like I said, that's Wednesday the 14th. There is apparently a demo available on on Steam if you want to check that out before it comes out. And then the last game that I have is the next day, Thursday, September 15th. Baron Breakfast, which already released on PC a while ago, um, is getting a Switch release for anybody that's more into the Switch and the portability, like um, you were talking about in the pre-show. Like my wife. Yep. Yep. Baron. Yep, anyone interested,
0: this is your chance to get it, because I know how much you guys hate playing on PCs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Uh, unless you got the Steam Deck, this is your Switch version coming out for portability. Um, yeah, yeah, basic, uh, simple manage, like yeah, management style, uh, quote unquote sim game. You're a bear, and you're taking care of a bed and breakfast. <laughs> That's all you need. to Bear know. and breakfast, bed and bearfist, maybe. <laughs> no, their name is better than what I just said. I don't get it. Their bear and breakfast is better. Bed and Break... Break, Breaking Bear. New show coming to AMC 2024. Uh, Those are the the upcoming releases. Um, Let us know if you're interested in any of those. Um, And if you do happen to get them, let us know what you think about them. I don't think I'm particularly interested in any of these myself, Zyber. So yeah i mean like i'm looking i'm looking at the scp trailer trying
0: to figure out what what is it and i still don't actually some sort of horror game know. of some sort yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know either uh that's that's how horror games get you they're not they're not allowed to show you how to play because otherwise it's
1: not horrifying yeah right? they can't show you like the enemy or the monster because it's scarier to not know what's hunting you most times because a lot of the monster designs are just goofy and silly and not actually scary. That reminds me of another
0: fun SCP. This is one where like it's just always hiding behind a door or a cabinet door or anything like that. Like you can sense his presence, but when you
1: finally open the door it's not so it's there. like a boggart from Harry Potter. Kind of. Kind of. Or what <coughs> no, I'm thinking of something that was from the Pottermore or like um uh Fantastic Beasts the, the book not the show and it was like something got like a wump wumpus or something that's always hid, hiding behind trees or always just out of eye shot which is a traditional um like cryptid in actual yeah. lore so that idea
0: is part yeah there is a cryptid where it's just always behind a tree you can't see it yeah
1: that that's part of like the the human mentality which as you said is the whole... If you don't see it, it's scarier than if you were to ever actually see it. Because then you start imagining, oh my goodness, what is it? And that's... And that's why we're afraid of the dark so no much. Fear of the unknown, Zyber. Are you afraid of the dark? It was my worst fear as a kid. What, the unknown? Or darkness? Yeah. Or both?
0: I mean, in general... But now... not The darkness is because of the unknown. But now that you know everything, you know no fear. <laughs> yes, My parents actually like to say that they uh, Cured my fear of the darkness by playing the Playstation in the basement <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a clever Way to solve that actually Dude I used to be so Terrified of the basement growing up yeah, and, and now I'm creepy. just like Basements are creepy You know you get stuck down there tied Tied to a chair listening to podcasts It yeah. stays with
0: you Thankfully, I have dark vision, so I'm pretty good now.
1: What, like 30 foot? Yeah, Dark vision, or? So, enough to see around a basement, basically. Yeah. Especially because
0: these new apartments, they have, like, floodlights on top of all the buildings. And so, when they're
1: on, they're just going through our windows. It's like, what the crap? Does your new place have an actual basement now? Yeah. Although it has an entrance
0: on one side to the basement, but it's still a basement.
1: Yeah, just plenty of basements have doors, at least around here, Um, because it's so hilly. Yep. So much hills. No eyes, though, thankfully. Thank goodness, yeah. I'll pass on that one. Thanks, Cyber. Uh, Let's... Move on now to the weekly bomb, where we come up with a news item that came out in the past week and discuss whether we think it is a bomb and is awesome. Wait, no. is a bomb and it bombed, or the bomb and it's awesome. I'm mad at myself. I'm the one that came up with that name and description, and it still confuses even me. That that description (laughs) was a bomb. Yeah, well, I think this whole section is the bomb, so. Well, what do you got for us? There we go. (laughs) All right, I brought a article here for us to discuss that uh, was uh, posted to IGN a couple of days ago as of recording, that uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which is coming out, uh, has revealed that they are doing a, quote, introduces a brand new way to battle. Your partners are ready to give you a hand, is the byline. Uh, Basically... What they are having doing with the open world setting that they're doing for Scarlet and Violet, they are introducing an auto battle option where you can send one of your Pokemon partners out um they're calling it let's go because of course they can't drop any naming conventions in the Pokemon world Let's go. Uh, let's go uh you send out one of your partner pokemon to in a direction and they just wander in that direction and fight wild pokemon and pick up items on their own with no input from you the player slash trainer and then uh no details yet on like if there's a certain amount of items or certain amount of battles or certain amount of time what the, the restrictions are that on but they go out do that they come back um
0: I do question also like what it mean by a direction like is it just going to run to a wall if it finds a wall or is it going to like scout around it
1: yeah the pathfinding is going to be interesting uh for them to actually you know put into the game there because it's not something they've ever had to do before in a pokemon game
0: I mean if this is the kind of thing where like you know I see a little pokeball on the ground and I say hey go pick this up or I see a Pokemon visible, I was like, hey, go battle that. that. I mean, I'd enjoy that kind of thing. If it's actually a thing of go in this direction, have your own journey, then I probably wouldn't actually care much for that kind of
1: audio yeah, thing. My, uh, right, my immediate reaction was very similar to your second half of the whole, like, yeah, no, that's what we need to add to Pokemon games is not to play them more great choice throw in an auto battler because definitely that will make me want to pick up like that is not the (laughs) gameplay like evolution that is going to help your series here like
0: imagine you're a trainer you just see a pokemon just running around the open you're like i'm gonna catch that and then you try and you can't it's just like whose pokemon is this
1: (laughs) it's some other trainers It's someone's, but they're not here. They're wandering around somewhere else, I guess. (laughs) Does your trainer not love you? Why are... Bye, I guess. Turns out that they were unconscious a long time
0: ago, and this Pokemon is just now stranded in the middle of nowhere.
1: Yeah, what happens if your Pokemon is off wandering around doing these auto battle stuff and loses? And gets knocked (laughs) out.
0: It uh, magically gets sent back to your Pokeball. Sure. I guess. No, I, I, like, I much more um, like the idea of, uh, hey, there's a little kindergartner. Go steal his lunch money and then send him
1: off. <laughs> I mean, basically. I don't think you I don't, It at least according to this article, it doesn't mention anything about the Pokemon wandering off and doing trainer battles. Um, so, no, you cannot send your Pokemon off to beat up kindergartners for their lunch money.
0: So, like, it does show mm-hmm. pictures of it in action. And so far, what it's showing is just the Pokemon being very close to you. And so that makes me hope that it's my former idea of just a, you can make it scatter to areas that you can see just to do battles or pick up items. Hopefully that's what it is.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping it's similar to the Legends Arceus where you can toss the Pokeball yeah. out towards an item and it picks it up, similar to that. Yeah. Um, it also, to me, is very reminiscent of the Pokejobs that were in Sword and Shield. That you uh, did at the the Poke Center computers and you sent Pokemon off to do stuff, it's it's that same thing. It's a it seems like an optional sort of side thing that you can entirely ignore if you wanted to. Except that took Pokemon from your Poke Box from the the PC boxes. This apparently is taking Pokemon from your actual party. So what happens if that Pokemon is off doing the Let's Go thing and you get into a battle? Is that does that Pokemon? transport back to you do you just not have it for the fight and suddenly you're down from six pokemon to five can you send out multiple let's goes at once or is it just no, one at it's a just time? one
0: Did
1: it I is just one i'm pretty sure
0: it? yeah it just says you can have one pokemon out and walking with you mm-hmm. in the paldia region's great outdoors
1: Okay, so it is just—it's like your your "quote unquote" partner Pokemon that's out actually walking with like you. That can toss. It. Yeah. Okay.
0: That's what I'm really hoping for. It's just that instead of your partner just literally one step behind you, you or your... on your shoulder, hopefully it's just that it's meandering around you,
1: doing stuff. If they, like I... if they integrated a very rudimentary AI into the Pokemon, where it on its own accord like skipped off into the distance and showed you items and stuff that would also be interesting as as opposed yeah. to ha- having to command the pokemon but again it just doesn't feel like the gameplay evolution that that's helping or worthwhile well i, I mean
0: it's, i think that would be just having your main your whatever pokemon mirroring around you meandering around you like that i think that is like a good idea I think it's gimmicky, honestly. Compared to you having to walk to a corner of a field to get a single Pokeball item?
1: Well, I think that... it. Let me put it this way. It is a too little, too late, in the right direction type of thing, you know? So, so because we, they we... should have
0: done this a long time ago, they can't do it at all now?
1: Or they should just do better? And you... it's it's that it's that the same pokemon conversation that we always have when a new pokemon game is coming out is okay but why should i get this one what's different about it i've been playing pokemon games for ever (laughs) 25 years now like how do I, i get that this is better but also is it enough Well, I mean, it goes along
0: with how this game is supposedly open world now. Apparently there's like three different stories you can go through with this open world game. So I just think it's going to be different enough that we can't really say for sure until the game is out and we can play it, if it is enough.
1: Or until we at least see a little bit more actual, like, uh, gameplay trailer type stuff. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know hard to tell sometimes with that.
0: I mean, I, TemTem is out, so we we also just stuck out wait to see. Hey, is this going to be the
1: Pokemon Slayer? It, it's not. I I have seen <laughs> a little bit of it around and it's basically just Pokemon under a different name, which is not different enough. Like the I guess the one thing that TemTem has going for it that I saw was that it had actual like multiplayer options, which are being introduced into uh, the names. What is Scarlet? Saf- no, Scarlet and Violet. Jeez. Yeah. Um, is get- that's that's getting that multiplayer stuff too. Well, I don't know how good the multiplayer will be because as we've complained about before. Hey Nintendo, work on your netcode. <laughs> I mean,
0: in this situation, I don't. I mean, it would have to be really bad for there to be a a noticeable issue with this game. Like it doesn't need to be amazing netcode
1: for this kind of multiplayer so basically as long as it's in any way better than the multiplayer option from sword and shield which was trash oh yeah that was very disappointing yeah it's setting a low bar but they do need to clear that bar in order So they to... keep coming up with these
0: different ways that you get online to be able to do battles and they keep changing them it's all like Like, the X and Y battle was fine, and
1: then Sun and Moon battle was okay, and then they just just keep changing it. Stop it. And then Sword and Shield was, it was straight up actually bad. Sword and Shield was annoying because it was nigh impossible to play Sword and Shield with friends, sitting on the same couch I was sitting on. (laughs) Oh, that's I, like when I was camping with friends and
0: we tried to play Smash Bros, like, on our own Switches locally because we weren't going to all huddle in front of one Switch. And we right. we could not do it, which, I mean, it could be because there was just a ton of people with cell phones and stuff around us, but, yeah.
1: That shouldn't. I I feel like that shouldn't affect it. It probably uh, does, I mean, but I feel it's like it not because of all the Bluetooth
0: connections <laughs> and yeah. all that stuff
1: and that just it, it, it's the continuing problem of nintendo not <clears> getting the online and it's kind of frustrating because they pushed the switch as like that whole uh play with your friends type of thing and it just doesn't function well
0: Yeah, we'll see they expected you all to just huddle in front of a little switch
1: which is dumb
0: <laughs> clearly we should uh, all bring
1: giant tvs to our camping trips So, going back to the original point, the Temtem probably won't stack up against Scarlet and Violet if Scarlet and Violet's multiplayer actually functions. If it doesn't, then Temtem is going to continue as, like, the multiplayer Pokemon option.
0: Now, my favorite thing also about this, what we've seen of this new game is just they're all like, look at all this cool stuff that... Some people might have asked for, but in general it hasn't really been the complaints people have had with Pokemon.
1: No. But
0: then you go to like, you know, the actual animations of the Pokemon and stuff and they're still the exact same from ten plus 10 years, ago. years ago. And just like you know, that's usually the actual complaints people have, right? Game yep. Freak.
1: <laughs> New Pokemon designs all using the exact same animations. Cool. Great. It did a little
0: hop without moving any of its body. It just floated upward and then back down
1: twice. And And that was a kick. (laughs) And I've been damaged now. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah, no, you're right. And that that, that kind of stuff is the stuff that I'm talking about when I'm like, the the, the let's go, cool, a great feature. Not exactly what we asked for.
0: Uh, I still am. Like, I mean, like, this isn't stuff that I was asking for, but it is kind of that stuff that I'm just like, oh, that is a good idea that I just didn't think about, though. So I still am curious to see how this goes. I mean, like, I already enjoyed Sword and Shield for them purposely not trying that hard for the story stuff. They're just like, let's just make a fun game. And I actually enjoyed that. So I don't know. (laughs) Let's see what this new game is like.
1: I mean, as weird as it is to say... I liked Sword and Shield more than Sun and Moon. Oh, I, I got bored of Sun and Moon. I was just like, I don't care about what's going on. Just let me continue yeah. on already. Yeah, but it, it' pretty much exactly the same experience for me. So, um, and what I say that having never actually completely finished and beat neither Sun Moon nor Sword Shield. So, <laughs> you know, grain of salt where it's due, but also like. Just get bored, yeah that's I mean that's why
0: I have issues with Pokemon games in general, like even uh alpha sapphire I actually greatly enjoyed that game, but I stopped like halfway through it and it took me a while to get back
1: to it, yeah, so we'll see this news about the let's go feature with the auto battler what is your final call on that a bomb or the bomb I say that. We don't
0: have enough information about what exactly it does yet. It's like, if it's what I'm hoping it is, where it just follows you around and goes a bit of a distance to pick up items or attack enemies, if you allow it to, then I say, that's the bomb. That's pretty cool. If it's where it just goes in a direction you pick, and then it's gone doing <laughs> its own thing, I say that's a bomb like that. That's not something we need in a Pokemon game.
1: Yeah, I think my, if you couldn't tell, I think my overall take is that this is kind of a bomb. It's not what we're asking for. It's not what we're looking for. It's a little bit gimmicky. It, 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 I want to see something more and something actually like interesting and shaking up Pokemon to really be interested. So overall, this, this piece of news item is just like, I don't I don't care. Give me something cool. That kind of just shows how we couldn't find anything else to talk about for this week. Well, yeah, that, too. <laughs> and it's always it's always a little bit divisive to talk about Pokemon stuff, <clears throat> anyway, just because it's Pokemon. <laughs> Here's a little fun Pokemon story, uh, so.
0: We, were, we went on a trip to see my sister this past weekend, and Haley's just all like, I want to play, like, Fire Red or something, and, sh- and I go, hey, I have Leaf Green, and she's like, oh, sweet, I want to play that. So I go into my thing, and I get, so I know I've had this green cartridge, like, it, it doesn't have the sticker on it, but I'm just <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I bought Leaf Green from someone. I also have three copies of silver somehow.
1: <laughs> what? That's silly. <laughs> you're silly do they all work and
0: so yeah i mean i played silver one of the silvers i had to replace the battery but that was the reason i got it. I, I don't know how i got two more copies but anyways i give this to her and she goes downstairs and she's just all like oh my gosh this is so much better turns out it's emerald
1: oh <laughs> that is better <laughs> yeah i'm just like wait really that's a game i've been wanting to play what? turns out you have it <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, now she has a save on it, so.
1: Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> oh, this is so much better. <laughs> uh,
0: that's what you get when
1: you just buy random green cartridges that you don't know what they are. At least it was actually Pokemon and not some other random green cartridge or like a ROM hack I mean, or something. I,
0: I know who I bought it from, so I knew it was an actual Pokemon game. I bought like multiple Pokemon games from him. Maybe one of the Silvers came from
1: him. That would be funny if you you popped it in and it was just some something else entirely. <laughs> I mean, if it was a ROM pack, I'd just be like, "Okay, cool."
0: If it's a good one.
1: I'm, guess I'm playing this then.
0: Turns out it's Digimon Emerald.
1: How would that work? They
0: would just replace ju- all the Pokemon with Digimon.
1: Oh yeah, but would you do just a direct replacement? Because even Digimon, like they digivolve up, but then and then they go back down to the Base form, like there's a lot more to Digimon change from Pokemon than, than just sprite swapping. Kind of want to play that now, though. I think in, I think
0: in most Digimon games they do just have you evolve and then don't. I don't think you evolve like in the shows.
1: That's honestly kind of lame. I'm not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> well. I mean, like, in the actual digital world, they just evolve as they grow up and stuff. It's because of the Digidescent that these specific Digimon are Digivolving with their help, but then they're not able to keep it, so then they go back to their normal forms.
1: Yeah, which I think is more of a fun little twist on it to help differentiate it a bit more from the actual Pokemon uh, shtick. Yeah, but
0: most of the games don't actually have the Digidestin kids in them. It's just it's just Digimon. So, well, I think it's, it's more more the gonna, more recent ones that actually have Digidestin in them as
1: well. Then, who slash what are you the player playing as? Just a normal Digimon. Just a you're not you're not a a Digidestin. You're just a Digimon. That's crazy. Why would you not yeah. want to be a Digidestin? That sounds way cooler. I mean, it's
0: just like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, where you play as a Pokemon.
1: Yeah, but Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is a side series that nobody cares about. Yeah? I just said... like Digimon games. Oh, wow. Call out. Man, I... I...
0: More than... It's only to get the latest Digimon game, because it looks cool.
1: Oh. um, I was just thinking, like, when I when I was a kid with Pokemon and Digimon... I wanted to be a digi more than I wanted to be a Pokemon trainer. Heck yeah. Yeah, of course. Way cooler. Way better.
0: I mean, for one thing, like, digi are like the chosen kids. Well... Uh, compared to Pokemon, where just everyone is a trainer.
1: But even even s- separating from the being the chosen one trope, it just, it's just seemed more interesting and more fun. Cooler. Hey, that's a cool idea. You, uh, our fans and audience and friends... Given the choice between <clears throat> becoming a Pokemon trainer or, or being a Digi-Destined, separate, like, take the Destined part out of it, and and, and, and you're not, like... A Digi-Trainer. The, you're a Digi-Trainer, as it were. Uh, given the choice between entering the world of Pokemon or entering the world of Digimon, which would you take? Let us know in... By the, the... way,
0: Digimon can talk to you, so that is either a pro or a con, depending on how you feel. D- depending on how you feel.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I want to know why and what your reasoning is. Let us know in the Discord... Or email us. I mean, honestly, the Discord's the easiest way. Comment section, maybe? Do that. Yeah, comment on us. Yeah. I haven't gotten a comment in a while. And, hey, Zyber, speaking of asking questions and stuff, why don't we answer some?
0: All right, it's time for everyone's favorite section of the podcast, Bomber's Notebook, where we notebook bombers. That's not That's not what it is. All right, first question is from Werdna, and it is,
1: Have you ever needed to use a fire extinguisher? Ever needed to? Well, it depends on what you mean by needed to. I have used it in training. Okay, training. I, I have used a fire extinguisher in training, and there probably have been circumstances where I was around fire that probably should have used a fire extinguisher on and didn't. So... I mean, I've been around people who've used a leaf blower on fire before. That seems like the worst decision. It's happening, (laughs) sir. And then suddenly you've created a firestorm and half of California is burnt down.
0: That was great. Then we roasted marshmallows. No, yeah, I've I've never actually used an extinguisher, and I don't think I've ever had to. Have had the need to.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sure there are circumstances where I probably had the need to, but I also had a hose nearby, so I used a hose. (laughs) Like, like, I've never been in this circumstance where there was, like, a, a grease fire or a an electrical fire, which you need to use the fire extinguisher for, or you'll just make it worse by throwing water on it.
0: Oh, yeah. I saw a video of, like, a fast food place where someone was watching a grease fire in their fryer,
1: and they <laughs> so
0: brought water to oh, it, no. and I was just watching. Oh, no.
1: <laughs> oh. And I, don't do and it. Again, and again, I've used fire extinguisher for, like, training-type stuff, just to... Here's how you do it. You know, nozzle, point, three seconds, blah, 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 all that stuff. Point it at the base, not at the top. Exactly. You need to cover the fuel, not the actual flames. So, I guess the final answer is no, neither of us have needed no. to use a fire extinguisher.
0: Sorry, we're, no, we're not interesting enough for that. Um... Next question is from Nel Thane, and it is health bars for enemies slash bosses.
1: Yes or no? Situation dependent, I think,
0: is going to be my answer on that. Yeah. You look at, like, Zelda games, and, like, most of them, they don't need health bars. You can just be like, oh, yep, it just takes you know, three, three hits. hits or whatever.
1: Yeah, gaming rule of three. Or, like, randomly, <clears throat> it depends on the context, like, playing Horizon fighting, like, the large world, quote-unquote, world bosses. They kind of have health bars, but you kind of also don't pay attention. Like, I've played through... Don't they, don't they have, like, bars above them? Well, here's the thing. I've played through both normal and ultra hard, and they do not have health bars in ultra hard, and that's where my brain is going, is the comparison between the playthrough when they have health bars and the playthrough where they didn't. And it really it like makes a difference but also doesn't if you get what i'm going for i can see where you are coming from i'd say that the bits of the
0: first horizon game i played it was nice knowing how much health was left just so i could you know in the beginning part of the game decide like do i want to use this item or do i just
1: want to keep whacking with arrows kind yeah, of thing when it when it came to horizon it, it was the difference between oh, it has a little bit of health left, so let me use this to finish it off, versus, and I will continue to fight like I was fighting until it's dead.
0: That's, you know, when it comes to enemies with a lot of health, that's the reason to have a health bar. It's just like, am I close at all to this dying? Because they're, like, I've had, you know, like Kingdom Hearts, you have to level up enough to earn the scan ability, which allows you to see the health bars, and so... The bosses prior to that, there's been plenty of times where I'm just like, how close am I? And it turns out that I was really close, or it turns <laughs> out I was
1: nowhere near close. It's always, it's always exactly that. By the time you're asking, you're either two hits from killing it, or haven't even dealt half of its health pool yet. There's no between yeah. <laughs> Like, when you get to games where, like, the bosses
0: have a ton of health, but they also have, like, uh, you know, different stages as you whittle away their health, then you also don't necessarily need a health bar because you're all like, oh yes, I know I'm halfway through his health. Because yeah, that visual
1: I... feedback from the actual game itself, in, in a, in a yeah. sense, the stages and the visualness of the, the model are the health bar given to you in a non-UI type of way, which is a very interesting and fun way to do it. It kind of makes me think of like um, Dead Space, where the health bar was just on... The backpack for Isaac, hmm. instead of being part of the UI, it's it's built into the game. Uh, side note, not super helpful for Isaac knowing how healthy he is when his health <laughs> bar is on his backpack.
0: Well, I mean, he probably just feels. Like he's dying. Like, I feel like I'm 72% healthy right now.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. I, I wander around at like 90% most of the time. And then occasionally.
0: That's I, like in... D and D it's all like, how much health do you have left? DM's all like, hey, no, no like, table talk. Talking out of character. And it's like, okay, um, out of a ratio, how do you feel? I feel like I'm a fifty out of two hundred and seventy right now.
1: <laughs> if If one were to uh, assume that, say a person of my size has two hundred and seventy blood in them, I have bled <laughs> out a <laughs> hundred of my blood. <laughs> Please heal me. Or, or, or the whole like. So how? So GM, uh, how does the enemy look? I mean, they're pretty bloody. What is that like? Close to dead, bloody? I mean, they're pretty bloody. I mean, isn't bloodied when they have left half health less or than less half? Yeah, it's technically yeah bloodied status.
0: That's why it always sucks when you have this long battle and finally they go. Hey, look, they're bloody. Just they, now, they just
1: started bleeding.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> That's also bad. If you think you have to take out half your health before they even start. Yeah, yeah <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> um, so health bars, it's context dependent. depends on the type of game. depends on the type of boss slash enemy. Uh, it depends on the experience I'm looking for in the game. Like, um, yeah. shooters generally know because you can just shoot them. But then some... Well, unless it's Borderlands. Well, I, I was about to say, but then some shooters, it's built into it that the health bars is there, are like, as you said, Borderlands, which is like a...
0: I mean, Borderlands, you, you need to know the health bar, so you know, are you supposed to use Shock or
1: whatever stuff yeah, currently. That's and that's part of the actual, like, implementation of the health bar into the gameplay loop, which is a consideration to have when you're designing your game, are your health bars in there or not? Depends what type of information do you need to convey to your player? Also,
0: it can be really fun to see the health bar just get whittled away as you're hitting them. It's,
1: there is a bit of a satisfaction to watching the health go down.
0: It's like when I do the Game Hearts 2 level 1 critical run, and I do like the correct combos and stuff, and it's just all like, oh, look, I just took out three of the health bars.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah, they context and situation dependent so neither yes nor yo no but also both yes and no
0: <laughs> yes but no
1: well yes but actually no hope that was <laughs> thank you for asking <laughs> it was a that fun question conversation now. i do appreciate that question
0: all right we'll do one last question from Where wherena okay. again Because Werner keeps asking us questions. And it is, what types of snacks would you hide in a hollowed out copy of the Odyssey? Ambrosia. Isn't that like...
1: A wet? Yeah, but it's... Is that a drink? Oh, it's... uh, How about... Is this like a flask? How about some like lotus flowers? How about that? You eat weird things. I'm making references to the Odyssey. (laughs) (laughs) You eat weird things. Shut up. Some some, I would have sour patch some wine. kids. I don't know, like the wine dark sea. I'm making I'm making all the literary kids. references. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> S- sour patch kids is totally a literary reference. Uh, Just gotta think about. I'll tell you it.
1: what I, tell you what I won't put in my Hollowed out copy of the Odyssey. None of these peanuts in a pickle. <laughs> Callback.
0: Of course, but have you tried a p- a pickle and a peanut?
1: <laughs> no, but you know, the what are those What are those called? I can't remember what they're called. Which is why I'm asking, what are these called? Can you the describe little, it? The little um, finger food thing that is like the pickle with cream cheese with ham wrapped around it. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I'm not used to it being a pickle. I know like jalapeno poppers.
1: No, that's a jalapeno popper. I'm talking like a... Is it a pickle popper? Uh, it's a pickle... And then you slather cream cheese on a on a, a piece of lunch meat ham, or and then you put the pickle down and you roll up. They're like something. They're like roll ups. They're like pickle roll ups. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't
0: know. I don't eat pickles. No? You eat weird things.
1: Turns out they are basically just called ham roll ups. All right. Anyways, those are good. I wouldn't put them in a copy of the Odyssey, but I would eat them. What, what would you <laughs> put in a copy of the Odyssey? Um, legitimately. legitimately. Legitimately putting into a copy. Why has it got to be the Odyssey? That's a, an, an interesting clarification to this. Not a hollowed out copy of a book, but specifically <laughs> the Odyssey. I keep getting stuck on that. Uh, Greek yogurt. I'm just getting angrily stared at my cyber through the, the Discord video. <laughs> Um. Thank you for that what question. Kind of weird do I like to Eat. I don't know. I usually eat like little like crackers or um, oatmeal. The the like uh, little Debbie oatmeal cream pies or uh, the pecan spin wheels.
0: There we go. Dag puts oatmeal cream pies in his hollowed out copy of the Odyssey.
1: Sure. Yeah. Ritz crackers. I don't know. Saltines. You know what? Ritz. Salt saltines <laughs> with some cottage cheese. <laughs> all these weird wet things in my book <laughs> all these weird wet things in my book I'm mad that that's the title of the episode
0: <laughs> all right got written down so upset all right well that's all the questions we have for today let's move Please. on to Minish Please. Recap Thank you.
1: everyone's favorite portion of the show Minish Recap What have we done recently? Zyber, what have you done recently?
0: Well, last weekend was my birthday weekend. And also uh, Labor Day weekend. So I was able to use that time to go visit my sister in Nashville. Because plane trips are leave Friday and come back Monday. Which is perfect on
1: three-day weekends. That works out really nicely.
0: Yep. It's pretty cool. I'm pretty sure my little baby niece got me sick. But... She she learned how to blow raspberries and that's all she oh, wanted boy. to do. But she is adorable. We watched Bluey, which is a great cartoon. I don't know what that is. So it's an Australian cartoon about uh anthrop- anthropomorphic dog people. And uh you got Bluey, Bingo, and their parents, and it's just a little kid's doing little kid stuff, except like it's not Portrayed as realistic, annoying little kids doing stuff. It's, like, adorable to watch. Even when they, like, scream. It doesn't sound like ear-shattering. Kid screaming? Scream. So it's, it's, like, perfect. And, like, the, the adults, oh, man, they they act so great. Like, I just felt like, yes, that's an adult thing to do as they're doing it. So, like, you know, parents and the kids will enjoy watching it. Uh, it has that
1: good, even aimed at both adults and kids so that parents and children can watch together, which is honestly a thing that's been lost a lot recently oh, yeah. in, in cartoon shows because of the prevalence of uh, like mini screens or streaming or multiple televisions. You know, it used to be important because you had one TV, so whatever was on TV was what the whole family was watching, and now people can separate off so you can target specifically to children. But then it's targeted specifically to children. Yeah,
0: like there's parents who are all like, oh, what kid show do you guys absolutely hate because it's all your kid wants to watch? And I'm just like, have them watch something else. There's got to be something enjoyable. Bluey. Bluey is the enjoyable
1: thing. Go watch that instead. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of good. I've been very happy with cartoons that have been recommended by people that, that are actually like, you know. That multi-generational, uh, multi-age, I don't know what to call it, but <clears throat> targeted at not just kids. Like, Bluey apparently is one of them. Um, the Owl House, the new Carmen San Sandiego. Um, there's more that I can't think of off the top of my head.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, Bluey is like one for toddlers. It's hard to think of more toddler Hilda. ones. One Hilda's good. But yeah, like, uh, they introduced us to Bluey when we were all on vacation with my parents as well. And so when they went to go have their anniversary by themselves, we were all watching Bluey with their kid. (laughs) And then the kid, you know, goes to sleep and Haley, me and my parents continue watching Bluey.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. It's on Disney Plus, guys. Go watch it. It's great. Nice. Uh, Do anything else fun on your trip?
0: Yeah, uh, we watched The Conjuring 3 because my sister is all like, all right, Zyber, why are we watching for your birthday? And I'm just all like, well, first she wanted, uh, wanted us to watch the new Jurassic World movie. And we're just like, no, Meh. I haven't seen the second <laughs> one. And so I'm just all like, oh, is there one of those new horror movies? Because like, the last one we watched was La Yarona, which is like that water lady that drowns kids. Yep. <laughs> also in the same monster universe as the conjuring movies <laughs> and is it
1: really part of
0: that whole horror verse it is it's <laughs> wow the the one the paranormal couple like shows up at the ending i think i don't know they're, they're they somehow showed up in it for S- like five
1: seconds some random cameo just to be like, hey, look, this is part of the same continuity.
0: Or, or maybe, no, no. that was the nun, actually. The nun is where they just showed up in the end credits. I think they actually were a part of the La Llorona. So, Conjuring 3 is based on an actual haunting that the the real-life couple was... <laughs> part of
1: i'm, I'm over here finger quoting yeah i know actual but, haunting. but <laughs> like
0: my sister and i are both like yeah let's watch this the nun was hilarious we're gonna enjoy watching this and Haley, that doesn't like scary movies just all like i guess i'll do this <laughs> and so we uh, we had fun Haley just uh, <laughs> doing commentary and stuff during and it's pretty great
1: it <laughs> does at least help to watch scary type movies with people that aren't taking it seriously because it helps take you out of the the like investment in into that's the part that's scary is when you take it too seriously
0: yeah but like that's like i mentioned to you this in a pre-show like i've seen there's this new horror movie coming out the next week and i've been seeing commercials or ads on my phone about it and the commercial is just seeing a theater full of people screaming in terror and it's just all like the barbarian I think that's what it's called and people are screaming and it's just like but what is this like is this actually something I want to watch or is it supposed to actually be a quote unquote scary movie that's just there to jump scare you like the conjuring and the universe of movies that they have they understand that they shouldn't be just doing jump scares of course there's going to be jump scares but like they try, they try not necessarily in a
1: it it's doesn't necessarily
0: work but they try to you know have an atmosphere and all this stuff of yeah. horror
1: <laughs> it's it, it's the difference between a scary movie and a horror film yeah like a, a like a like a slasher film versus a horror film like the idea of adrenaline in the moment versus that like creeping thought that sticks with you type of fear because
0: like the Exorcist is like considered one of the best horror movies and I don't believe that's a jump scare movie. I'm pretty sure no. they just designed it to just have constantly a...
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's to its credit. Uh, what's the other one? The Omen is, is also. Yeah. The Shining, which uh, was our opening line. Oh, yeah, that, that that
0: was also a good one. I've seen yeah. both versions.
1: Which one did you prefer? Uh, I honestly can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, I am not a scary movie, horror movie, any type of that, that stuff. I will avoid it. I just, I get too much over overactive imagination, and it, like, s- sits and lives rent-free, and I think about it too much, so.
0: Well, I mean, when I was younger, like, I would have a hard time falling asleep, because I'd have those in my head, and here that's, I am. <laughs> that's
1: me still. I never grew <laughs> out of it.
0: Uh, oh, well. it's, it's sad though because like my sister is now states away, so we can't just do movie marathons anymore. And I did find out that Haley's sister also enjoys s- scary movies, but she's also s- states away. So
1: <laughs> lucky Haley. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of Conjuring Three? Then it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's
0: a bad movie, but like. <laughs> It was enjoyable to watch. It probably wouldn't have been as enjoyable if it was by myself, but yeah, it is, I mean, in general, it's more fun to watch these kinds
1: of movies with other people. Yeah, exactly. So you don't regret choosing it as your birthday film? No. I I guess that's the important takeaway then, right? Yeah, but like the, the actual name of it is The Conjuring,
0: The Devil Made Me Do It. Because oh, it's based on the thing where uh, a guy killed someone and they ended up pleading to the courts that uh, the,
1: the devil made him do it. He was possessed. A plea for insanity, basically, at that point. <laughs> yeah. And also, just like... Uh, that that subtitle sets the tone, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really
0: does. <laughs> started, like, those, and At the end credits, they started playing, like... I, th- I think it was actual recordings from the actual exorcism thing that happened I don't know if it was actually real but I think that's what it was supposed to be and they they do say in it at one point that they'll maybe do it I was like oh there's the line roll credits <laughs> yeah um, they they should have just kept number three instead
1: <laughs> Yeah, again sets the tone for your expectations at that point mm-hmm
0: what, what have um, you been
1: doing? I have been doing things. Um, we started up Raft for Survival Sunday, and we played about, <laughs> we played seven hours of it on I Sunday. about that. Because um, we wanted to hit the first story beat, and we're, we're not very good, uh, so it took a while to get there. Is this the one
0: where you're, like, on a spaceship and have to do certain roles, or is this a now, game? This
1: is the one where you're on a raft. That's why it's Raft. Roles. It, it's um, like a survival crafting For our survival Sundays um, you, Yeah, you start off on a raft In the middle of Like um, water Waterworld it's, it's post-apocalyptic earth Basically where the entire world is covered by water So you're on a raft And you have to collect flotsam uh, From around In order to make the raft bigger And build up your stuff to survive And you hit random islands that have seeds and stuff So you can start building crop plots on your raft and, you know, basic survival crafting, build your way up the tiers to go from slowly dying to able to live and then build stuff to build more stuff to further the story type stuff.
0: Uh, So I'm a TV and you're all like, dude, we're starving. Why
1: are you trying to build a TV already? I'd rather starve than not have television. So be it so be it <laughs> then starve um it's fun i as as mostly in the survival crafting games i take on the role of the craft part i like to build the stuff um we have currently the game the game takes up to 8 people we currently have 4 people so there are 4 slots open if you're free on sundays and want to play raft with us let us know in the discord um we have uh, two people who are basically doing resource gathering type stuff, one person who's doing all of the cooking and um, farming, and me doing all of the building and working our way up the tech tree and stuff. And I just, I, it has a much better build a system than, say, Arc. Um, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but once the actual UI interface is uh, understood, the actual ability to build is pretty intuitive. So I'm happy about that as a builder so that was fun yeah lots raft. of crafting yeah looking forward to playing more of that as we continue the raft series on our survival sunday show is it gonna be seven hours every day no no no, no. we just wanted to hit that first story beat on the first one we're definitely going to be smarter about it going forward <laughs> <laughs> if you say so we'll try i don't know no promises oh. bless me. you and i also uh, yesterday as of the recording i just didn't feel like doing anything so i just sat by myself in the dark and played sniper elite 5 um, the, the fifth game in the sniper elite series i have played 3 and 4 and i'm now working on 5 and i just Dang. i just really like the game it's a third person shooter weird yeah, weird the, the sniper games a shooter but it's like yeah. a stu- it's it's sort of like a stealth shooter it's the game that has the um The slow down x-ray stuff where it tracks the bullet from your firearm and shows you the internal injuries that your your round is causing. So like if you shoot someone in the eye, you watch their eye explode and then you watch their brain sort of compress into their head as they get knocked back by the pressure. It's... But you don't like horror. It's definitely... I don't... There's a difference between video game gore type stuff where it's all computer generated and movie type stuff where it's still technically computer generated, but they're it attempting, is, yes. but they're attempting to make it look real. Um, I, don't, I I don't know. It's like the um, the x-ray feature in Mortal Kombat, like 10 and above, where they had like the broken bones and stuff. yeah, where like it's a little bit over the top to the point where it's no longer realistic, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, just like horror movies.
1: Yeah, I shut up. <laughs> I mean, why do you think I
0: like them? Yeah, uh, I mean, I... except for like the the Final Fantasy, the, the... <laughs> what Spirits not... Within? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> Final Destination. Final Destination. Yes, yeah, it's, it's not like that where it's like, oh wow, it's just watching people die gruesomely. No, I wouldn't yeah. like that. I
1: don't. I yeah, I definitely don't like those like Hostel and all those where it's just the gore. And... The, the gore porn. Yeah. New hard pass. Yeah. No. Um, but Sniper Elite, you know, is pretty fun because the game actually has a really good stealth system built into it where this, the type of movements that you make give off different amounts of sound. It, it takes into account the lighting that you're within and all that kind of stuff um, where the stealth gameplay is, is fun. The actual repositioning, like, you'll have your rifle, you'll take two or three shots, the enemy will be able to essentially hear and triangulate where you are, so you'll have to reposition and take another two or three shots. So it's very very verisimilitude to to a degree. I mean, it's still a video game. But the gameplay is built around that. Moving around and laying traps and and being the, the covert guerrilla warfare sniper during World War II setting. Uh, Sniper Elite 5 takes place in France just before the Allied invasion of France. <laughs> um, and so the games have actually been, like, working their way forward in the timeline of the war. Like, um, 3, I think, was Africa, 4 was Italy, now 5 is France. So hmm. it's it's advancing the, the the fronts and giving you cool different environments in which to do the whole sniper repositioning. I like it.
0: I mean it reminds me of uh, Dishonor where, you know
1: Sort of, but
0: uh But sniping.
1: But sniping instead of weird magic stabbing stuff. And and less but Sniping less... is
0: still magic stabbing, it's just uh with kind
1: of i guess when you put it that way magic magical stabbing over a distance with tiny little knives yeah sure not the take that i thought we were going to end this episode on but here we are (laughs) um yeah and i got it on um pc game pass so like no loss Mm. no loss at all
0: Uh...